Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa, www.islamhouse.com It's pleased to present to you this lecture. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashraf al-anbiya wal-mursaleen. نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد Brother and sisters Brother and sisters in Islam السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from all of us and reward us for this step we have made to this masjid to attend to this classes and listen to the knowledge and the Prophet sallallahu said whoever will walk whoever will walk to seek knowledge Allah will send his angels to make stighfar for him during his walking or during his traveling and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the end and the fish in the sea, making istighfar for him, for those who are seeking knowledge, and for those who are teaching Quran. And the Prophet ﷺ said, the best among you, the best among you, who is learning Quran and teaching Quran, خياركم من تعلم القرآن وعلمه, يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. They used to say, in Arabic, شرف العلم بشرف المعلوم. To know the value of this knowledge, to know the value of any knowledge, you should know what this knowledge about, what it's talking about. People who is, for example, Doctors who help the human being and bring shifa, cure, bidhin Allah, to the human being, it's a good job, isn't it? Sure, huh? Dr. Radwan said, yes, sure, definitely. It's a good job because it's about the human being. I hope there's nobody from the other side I'm going to mention. What about the doctors who help the animals? What do you call them? Huh? Veterinarian. Veterinarian? Veterinarian. This doctor, it's still a good job. But when you look at the two type of doctors, people look at the doctors who's Helping the human being more better, his station is still in your mind up than the other one. Because this knowledge, this, he's, he's knowing about the human being, which is better than the animal. And the one who is in computer, not the one who is studying about carpet or painting. 
different. Because that the people said the philosophers, they are higher position because they think about logic things, you know. It's, it show you how this knowledge is, is good. So the value for any knowledge, it depends on what is this knowledge about. The best thing you can ever think about or know about or study about is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nothing better than Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ أَيُّ شَيْءٍ أَكْبَرُ شَهَادَةٍ قُلِ اللَّهُ شَهِدٌ بَيْنِهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best thing in this world. Everybody agree with that? If He's the best thing in this world, subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the best knowledge is when we're talking about Him, when we're trying to know Him, when we're seeking knowledge to understand who is our God. It seems to be a simple question. Who is our God? But believe me, it's not that simple as you think. Before we go through this, I would like to mention what's the importance of studying about Tawheed al-Asma wa Sifat. What we need to, why we learning about Allah's names or attributes? Why we should know about? I used to ask my students. I have two types of students. Some of them, some of them is holding masters and PhD degree. They studying in American Open University, Islamic studies, and I used to teach a kid too. I used to ask the little students, <laughs> just just curious, uh, ask them, you know, my country, we don't have basketball. It's not a famous uh, playing in my country. It's not a fav- our favorite game over there. You ask them, do you know the basketball player, Rocket, for example, in Houston? Oh, I know, teacher. So, blah, 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 blah. He gave me all the names and the history of this uh, Allah, I'm wondering in second grade, third grade. Okay? You think he loves he, Rocket? He loves it. He loves this team. He knows about it. That's right. He knows the names. He knows the nickname of the player. Everything. He knows about them. Because he loves them. Also, maybe you ask older people. They will say the same. They know a lot about this team, about the countries, about... He loved this country. He loved this man. He knows the history of such as a person. I don't need to mention names in a minute. Since he knows much about them, he liked the game, he liked the team, he following the team. Since I didn't know anything about this team, I don't know if there is now NBA or NBA. Uh, how it's different. But... This is not the point. My point is, when we talk, I ask those people, other boys and older, who's your God? He said, Allah. Very good. What's his name? Allah. What else? 
Rahman. If he's a kid, he will say Rahman. Maybe the older people were there. I'm supposing to receive at least 20 names. I don't want to ask here. But if you ask Rahman, Rahim, Al Malik, Al Khalaq, Al Bar, Al Mufawar, Al Asma, Al Hasna, Al Asma, Al Hasna, he will start a count name. Then ask yourself. Now, let me remember how many attributes I know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is attributed? One, two, three, four, five. Wallahi, it's shame. Look at ourselves. Look how sometimes between me and you, because Imam get angry if I told that. Some Imam's masjid, when Ramadan, huh, when they pray, when they make dua and qunut, he only used two names. Ya Rahman, Ya Ghafoor, Ya Rahman. He, no, not, he didn't know other names. He just only used this name, two names. Rahman, Rahim. Allah, Ya Ghafoor, Ya Rahman. Ya Rahman, Rahman. Ya Ghafoor. Allah, Nas'aluka, Anta Al-Ghafoor, Rahim. Only two names, because he, he didn't know more than that. But when you praise behind others, look at the beauty of dua when he using all like ten names. You start with saying Allah's name. Allah man yas'aluka bi annaka anta al-hayyu al-qayyum. Al-hannan al-mannan. Anta maliku al-mulk. Dal-jalali wal-ikram. And you start saying Allah's names and mention his name's attributes. It's different, isn't it? If I told you, I have free tickets here. Who are a free ticket? To go to a country which is Haran Kafush. You know where it's Haran? It's not Arabic language. So. <laughs> so think. Do you would be interested to go there? Huh? That's right. No one is interested to go to Haran Kafush. Haran Kafush. It doesn't, doesn't make sense, huh? Does that make sense for you? You want to go there? No, because I don't know what is it. You don't need to, to go there. There's no courage to go there because it's question mark. I don't know where it is, this land is. What it looks like. But I told you, this land, well, it's mashallah. Very good. This land, it has like, it's uh, in a, you will see sea, rivers, green area. Nice weather. I start telling you about it. You will be, you will have the courage to go to meet this land. That go there, that's right. You have the courage to go there, to visit it. Is that right? If you don't know about it, you will not have this courage in your, in your heart. Somebody saying, what you try to say? I'll say, I'm trying to say, if you don't know Allah's name, the attributes, you will never have this courage in your heart to meet Him. You will never have this try to know much about Allah, about your Lord, about your Rabb, your Ilah. And see how the difference when you go to pray. You're going to meet Him. See the difference when you make worship, when you pray in the night, standing in the night, asking Him, seeking His help.
When you make dua, because you know what you're talking with. Who is this? What's his name? What is attribute? You will see how the iman in your heart will increase. You will have this knowledge about your Lord. And any other knowledge is any other knowledge it comes after this knowledge which is I mean to know who is your God. Allah subhanahu the Prophet said when the person enters to his grave he will be asked three questions. First question is who is your Lord? If you know him exactly who is your Lord you know his name, you know his attributes. The answer will be easy. But if you only know that Allah, as my father told me, Allah, Rahman, I, didn't, I, never, I never tried to understand the meaning of this name. I never tried to read the ayat, it has this name's attributes. I never tried to remember, to learn it in Arabic, in English. So, this is show you what's the importance for us to know about Allah's names and attributes. Also, as Doctor said, Tawheed, Tawheed, as I believe Sheikh Yasser mentioned before me, is one of the pillars of our iman that we have Tawheed. And Tawheed, the scholar divide Tawheed. Two, three types of Tawheed. The first one is the Rububiyya, Al-Ilahiyya, Al-Asma' Wasifat. And to fulfill this Tawheed, you have to fulfill this part. And also to tell you how important for us to know about Tawheed, Al-Asma' Wasifat. Any heart of knowing Allah's names and attributes this heart is dark this heart is far away from Allah because Allah said Allah bi dhikrillahi by remembrance Allah you will feel rest in your heart Remembrance Allah by remembering His names and attributes. But if you don't know them, you will never get the stress in your heart. I was looking to the history about the scholars. Some scholars, scholars, big names in Islamic history. But subhanAllah, Allah, did, He did plus them with hidayah, with guidance in this field. They went with deviant sects. They were dealing with the Allah's names and attributes in the, in the wrong way. All this kind of people, even if they are claimed themselves as scholars, when they die, they always used to say, we have a doubt in our hearts. And you know, Iman, it means no doubt. One of them said, Wallahi, I used to, I used to put the, the cover bed 
the sheet, cover my face, and stay the whole night thinking. And in the morning, the Fajr come, and I don't know where I am, what I, who I'm warning from. And he might have some books of fiqh, because he didn't start right. He didn't start studying, knowing his Lord right. They used to say, إِذَا مَرِضْنَا تَدَاوَيْنَا بِذِكْرِكُمْ وَنَتْرُكُ الذِّكْرَ أَحْيَانًا فَنَنْتَكِسُ It's a poetry. إِذَا مَرِضْنَا تَدَاوَيْنَا بِذِكْرِكُمْ A man saying about his lover, the one he, who, loves, who loves, he said, if I get sick, since I remember you, I recover, I get better. When I forget about you, when I'm not mentioning you, when I'm not thinking about you, I became sick. This is, should be the situation of mu'min. When he forgets about his Lord, when he's not remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he feels like he's ill, he's sick. Since he remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he recovers, he refreshes himself. This is the importance of studying this kind of tawheed. And also because the Prophet sallallahu he was worried about this tawheed. And he used to correct anything wrong in this matter. For example, a man came to enter to the Prophet sallallahu and he said, what is your name? He said, I am Abu al-Hakam. You know al-Hakam? Abu al-Hakam, which it means the father of the judge. The Prophet ﷺ, not judge, it's... Uh, huh? No, a judge, it's okay. Hakam. A father of al-Hakam, Abu al-Hakam. The Prophet ﷺ, his face turned. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, No, you are not. Allah is Al-Hakam. He said that he is a father of Al-Hakam and Allah's name is Al-Hakam. So it seems like he is the father of Allah. So he said, No, change the name. Sallallahu Alaihi said, so you're not allowed to say Abu Al-Hakam. And similar to this, Abu Al-A'la, like a famous uh, Muslim da'ya, Abu Al-A'la Al-Mawdudi. This name is, is wrong. Abu Al-A'la. Haram. Should be changed. Abu Al-A'la. Al-A'la, he's Allah. We shouldn't say Abu Al-A'la, father of Al-A'la. Because Al-A'la, name of Allah's name. Some also say Abu Al-Nur, Umm Al-Nur. He called him his son An-Nur. Then he called himself Abu-Nur or Umm An-Nur. Haram. Because An-Nur is Allah's name. One of Allah's names. An-Nur. You shouldn't call yourself the father of An-Nur. The father of Al-A'la. The father of Al-Hakam. No. The father of Al-Rahman. No. Not Allah. All of this is Haram. The Prophet ﷺ used to mention something like that to keep the Tawheed pure from any kind of association. 
any kind of shirk and you will see that there is some attributes and name we're not allowed to call ourselves this name because it's only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before we go through this you have to know something with all my yani, respect this matter this field it's need from you to learn Arabic you will never get the beauty of the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until you understand Arabic you might get something you might get close but you couldn't feel the beauty you can't understand the meaning 100% until you start learning Arabic brothers and sisters I'm saying this seriously when all the Muslims came, let me tell you something. How many persons here from Arab country? One, two, three, four, and the rest is not. You know, if your people, your older people, the country you are, if they are not, if they didn't learn Arabic that time, long time ago, and understand the deen, you will never be here. You know what I mean? I'll tell you. When the Islam entered to India or Pakistan or Iraq, Iraq, Faris, they used to talk Farisi, not Arabic, over after Iraq or Iran. If they didn't learn Arabic and they became speaking the Quran, the language, the Quran, the, the language of the Quran, if they didn't, there will be no Muslims today from in this country. But since they learned and they became learned and practicing the Islam, and they still have their own language too, beside it, because that, alhamdulillah, the Islam is still there. But think about Muslims here in this country, in America, which is a new land. If there is no people speaking Arabic, if the new Muslims, if the American Muslims, or the people who are living in America, they are not able to understand Arabic, or speak Arabic, just wait for generations. You will find a new religion here, not Islam. We already have people come out because they don't understand Arabic. It's not something Arab. No, when we talk Arabic language, we don't need, we don't mean Arab people. We mean Arabic language. Whoever speaks Arabic is Arab. Don't think whoever speaks Arabic is Arab. He might be belong to some. Uh, Ashuriyin, like in Syria or in Egypt, go belong to other people, to other races, not Arab. But understanding Arabic, at least you have, should have limit to be able to read the Quran, to understand, to read it, to read the Sunnah of Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. For excuse me, if I couldn't deliver the meaning 100% to you because it's really hard for somebody whose his native language is English besides that I'm not that whose English speaker speaking very well but since Rtiva he couldn't translate I have to do that I have to speak in English but May Allah to help us. I will say 
we will start talking about this issue, the Tawheed al-Asma'u'l-Sifat. First, we want to know what the meaning of names and attributes, what we, what we mean by that. When we say Tawheed al-Asma'u'l-Sifat, names and attributes. Then we will talk about some rules regarding the names, some rules regarding the attributes, some rules regarding the evidence of proving the names and attributes. Four uh, things. So remind me if I missed or I mixed up between them. First one, what's the meaning of name? Names in Arabic means the word ism. It comes from the word Wasama or Samawa. Wasama it means to mark. Because the name mark you. He give you as a mark, you know, I can make differentiation between two things by names, by call names, that's right? So we use this ism from this meaning. We got the the name the, 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 the name of ism from this meaning which is when you mark somebody by a name that means you make separate or you have a differentiation between things by calling names and some scholars say it in Arabic it comes from word which means it became higher they said because when you give a name you make these things higher you give it a position if something has name and something you don't know, it doesn't have name, which one is higher? Huh? Huh? Answer me. With the name, is that right? Anybody has anything else to say? I don't think so. I excuse you, excuse me that I'm afraid that um, after a while I will sleep with you. So, we shouldn't lie down. I know it's hard. It's been a long day. And, like, inshallah, Allah give us uh, reward and patience. Sabr. Fight. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. They say the name came from these two meanings. Which when you call somebody, give him a name, it, you make him higher, in a higher position. And also you give him some sign or mark to different to differentiate uh, between him and other things. Attributes, attributes. Before that, names in Arabic. There's two types of names in Arabic. Uh, I told you it's something related to Arab language, but it's been interesting after a while. I'm sure, inshallah. Uh, two types of names in Arabic. There's names has meaning inside. And there is name it doesn't have meaning inside. For example, Baqarah. You know Baqarah? A cow. It has meaning? Baqarah doesn't have meaning. Just a name for a cow. But if I told you, Sama. It comes from Sumu which is something higher than you. It has a meaning. The name has a meaning inside. 
when he says he his name is Hassan. What's Hassan mean? Good. If the name has meaning, that means he is good. We call this Asma'un Mushtaqah. We call Asma'un Mushtaqah. And if it doesn't have meaning inside, we call it A'lamun Jamidah. There's no meaning. Just a name. It doesn't have any meaning. For example, I'll give you an example. My name is Ahmed. For example, Ahmed it comes from Hamd, the one who prays Allah. You can find out a kafir his name is Ahmed. He never thank Allah SWT. But the name is a name. It doesn't mean that he is thankful for Allah or he is praising Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. His name is Jamil, beauty, but he's ugly. What? It might be. The name is name, but it doesn't mean he has the meaning of the name. Okay? So, uh, for example, her name is, uh, for example, Latifa. Latifa, yani, gentle and light, but she's heavy and, and she is not gentle. It doesn't mean she has the meaning, it's just the name, okay? So I'm trying just to make it easier. This is in the general. So some names, it has meaning, some names doesn't have meaning. Even if it has meaning, is this meaning real or not? It's other, other thing. All the names in the world, except Allah's name and Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, all of Allah's names, it tells us a meaning. Every name has meaning. It tells us about a perfect meaning. And also the Prophet ﷺ, his name, it tells us about meaning, like Muhammad, because he prays Allah a lot, Al-Hashr, because he's the one who will make Hashr, who gather the people to the Day of Judgment, Al-Aqib, because there's no Prophet after him, he's the last Prophet. So all the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, his name, it shows meaning also. There's any difference between, uh, we didn't finish here, the attributes, Sifat. If somebody he didn't understand me, he can ask, because this is not a lecture, it's a class. Okay? If you don't understand me, say, excuse me, I have a question. I want Mark, or one brother, now at least we can deal with the brothers, he tell me, what kind, how many kind of attributes we have? When we, th- no, no, when we talk about attributes, huh? What attributes mean? What is iman? Huh? Okay. Can you call Raihan and Iman? Huh? What attributes mean? No, in you, you have attributes? Huh? What does attributes mean? Let me see. I don't know in English. <laughs> Characters like what? Huh? Give me example. Like what? Your kindness? Your love? Wise? Your power? Mercy? 
all this. Let's take this attribute only. What else? Oh, lazy. Okay. But another kind of attribute. All of this one kind, isn't it? Another kind. You look like like your face, your hand, your body. This is attributes. I don't know if you call this attributes or not in English, but in Arabic we call it. Also, what else? Your actions. That's right. Your actions. Walk, talk, looking, listening. This is three kinds of attributes. The world of attributes, it has three kinds. One is meanings like love, anger, mercy, power, uh, you know, all this kind of attributes. And also it means hand, face, head, foot, okay, chest, back, all these attributes. Third, action, walk, talk, listen, think, okay. So, the meaning of attributes is this three kind of attributes. Is there any other kind? I don't think so. No, that's all this is the whole attribute. It's the whole uh, subject. Is that clear? Is that clear? Everybody understood? Sister too? Alhamdulillah. Bye. Yeah, we want you to join us. What is it, Imad? Bye. Uh, so, brothers and sisters, let's go now to see. I told you before, all the names of our human, the human being, except the Prophet the names is just names. It doesn't have the meaning. If your name is Jamil, it doesn't mean you are. Okay? So, now the attributes. Allah's attributes. When you look at the Quran, you will see Allah's attributes. It's also this three types, this three different types, or this three types of attributes. You will see one of his attributes, subhanahu wa ta'ala, love. One of his attributes, wisdom. One of his attributes, life. One of his attributes is, for example, mercy. One of his attributes is uh, his glorified, uh, beauty. And you will see the other kind is that Allah mentioned that his, one of his attributes is he has hands. He made Adam by his hands. He wrote the Torah by his hands. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentioned in the Quran that he has a face. And his face is a beautiful thing. And this is the most beautiful thing you will have it in the Jannah. Looking at Allah's face. And you will not be able to look at that. There will be all, there will be cover between you and his face. But only the light comes from his face through the cover above his face is make us the most enjoyable thing in the Jannah. As the Prophet said. So, you look at the other, he has actions. He do whatever he wants. He creates. He subhanahu wa ta'ala 
come down to the Sama'a dunya he talked, he listened, he looking at his people, he's watching his slaves, you'll see in the Quran, different also, all the three types of attributes. If this understood, we'll go to the second step. Okay, we now know what his names means, what attributes mean. There's any difference between his names and attributes? The scholars said there is a difference between the names and attributes in some matters and they are similar in some matters. They are similar in, in things like one, we are not allowed to give Allah any name or any attribute if it doesn't come in the Quran and Sunnah. First thing. So they are similar in this thing. We only use Quran and Sunnah to approve or to say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has this name or this attribute. We are not allowed to bring it from our own mind to make a name or attribute. Third, they are similar in also that all of his names and attributes is complete. Perfect. We'll talk about this later. And this is also we are allowed to seek refuge by his attributes. As mentioned in the hadith, Allahumma inni a'udu bi'izzatik. You seek refuge by Allah's izzah. Which one of his attributes. Also, he said, a'udu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim You seek refuge using Allah's name. Also, al-isti'adah bi'asma'ihi wa sifatih. But here the ulama said, there is a difference between praying making dua, asking Allah, asking Allah's name is allowed. He said, Ya Rahman. Rahman is a name. Is that right? Ya Rahman. Is, this is okay. But it's not allowed to say, Ya Rahmatullah. you calling Allah's attributes is shirk. Like saying, Ya Rahmatullah in Qadini. You're not allowed to say, Oh, merciful Allah me. This is shirk. Allah, you are the merciful. Help me. But you're not allowed to say, Oh, of mercy. Merciful Allah, please, merciful Allah, help me. Make sense because you're making Allah something and His attributes another thing. And this has happened sometimes. You see some people write, especially in Arabic, وَشَاءَتْ قُدْرَةُ Allah. وَأَرَادَتْ مَشِيئَةُ اللَّهِ Allah's will will uh, be something separate from his from him subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is not right also one of the different in name you know ta'bid when you call fulan abd ful abdullah you call abdullah it means slave of Allah we allow to make this uh, form and only in Allah's name but not, we're not allowed to make it in Allah's attributes. We're not allowed to say Abd Rahmatullah. It's haram. Or Abd Sam'Allah. Or Abd. And this is some, in some country I have seen people saying, giving names like that. Like Abd Sam'Allah. Abd Rahmatullah. Abd Basarullah. No. We're allowed to say Abdullah. Abdul Sami'a. Abdul Basir. Abdul Rahim, Abdul Rahman. Some dif the difference between the names and attributes. 
rule regarding Allah's name that you have to know all of his name all of his name is complete and perfect there is no fault in it in any way in any how it's just perfect complete and Allah said in the Quran وَلِلَّهِ الْمَثَلُ الْأَعْلَى that his attributes is the perfect, the best. Not only good, not the attributes is good, no. It's the best. Not good, it's the best. So none of his name is only good, no, it's best. None of his attributes is only good, no, it's the best. The scholars said, therefore they have a rule. I want you to listen carefully because I'm going to ask you now. The scholar said, any perfect attribute, we give it to the human being. It's a perfect. It's perfect. High percent. We also say Allah has it. أي صفة كمال في حق المخلوق قال العلماء فالخالق أولى بها. For example, if I ask you, somebody, he is talk, and somebody is not talking, what's the best? The one who talks or not? Huh? Who talks? Because that Ibrahim alayhi salam, you know Ibrahim, Prophet Ibrahim, when he was talking to his people, he asked when he, after he destroyed the idols, what he said? Ask them if they can tell you who did it. So he showed them they are not gods because they couldn't talk. They are not able to talk. And Musa alayhi salam, when they made the cow, and they started to worship the cow, when he went to the desert and back, he came back. But if I ask you, somebody, he is talk, and somebody is not talking. What's the best? Who talk or not? Huh? Who talk? Because that Ibrahim alayhi salam, you know Ibrahim, Prophet Ibrahim, when he was talking to his people, he asked when he, after he destroyed the idols, what he said? Ask them if they can tell you who did it. So he showed them they are not gods because they couldn't talk. They are not able to talk. And Musa alayhi salam, when they made the cow, and they started to worship the cow, when he went to the desert and back, he came back, the Samari, he made it for them. And he said, this is from Allah, and this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Musa told him, how can you worship a cow? It doesn't even talk. So, since talking is the perfect attribute in a human being, the scholar said, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's talking also. Because it's a good, it's one of the good, it's a good attribute. We should give it to the our God also. Taib, if I told you, somebody looking and somebody who lost his sight, which better? The blind or the one who is? Huh? The one who has sight, who can see. Taib, the one who is, who has mercy or the one who has not mercy? Mercy. This is a rule, the scholars say. What do you think about it? It's a good rule, isn't it? Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. If you're saying it's a good rule, 
I'll say it again, one, one more time, so I will make sure that you understood. They said any perfect attributes, perfect, 100% perfect attributes, in a human being, we call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these attributes to. If it's perfect, 100%, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will have these attributes also. This is right. But I'm going to ask you to just confuse you a little. The one who has children better or the one who has not children? No. No, no. Here, between us. The one who has children. The one who sleeps or the one who is, he doesn't? The one who eats or the one who is hungry? And we know for sure that Allah, He eats, He sleeps, He has no wife, He has no... The one who has wife, better or who has not wife? Huh? Why? The one who has two wives, better or... <laughs> oh, this wrong question. <laughs> okay. But the Prophet ﷺ said, خِيَارُكُمْ أَكْتَرَكُمْ نِسَاءً Better among you who has more than one more wife. طيب if he make justice طيب uh, go back to the subject somebody saying oh you see you prove now this rule is, is false not right is that right this rule is not right huh no it's right you said the one who has children is better but in fact this attribute it's not a perfect hundred percent you know why he's better? Because he needs wife. He needs children. He needs to sleep so he will be able to be in a good condition. He needs to eat so he will be able to walk and be in a good health. Need is not a perfect condition. Therefore we say, this is, is not a perfect attribute. It's better, but it doesn't mean itself is a perfect attribute. So the scholar, when they use this word perfect, كل صفة كمال مطلق في المخلوق فالخالق أولى بها when they meant, they, when they said this word, perfect attributes they mean and they know what they are talking about. So this is the first rule, is all of Allah's attributes and name it complete, it's perfect, no fault. Second rule regarding Allah's name, that Allah's name, nobody knows how many names He has. No one knows how many names He has. Some people say, there is hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari and Muslim that the Prophet وسلم, said in hadith Abi Huray radiallahu إِنَّ لِلَّهِ تِسْعَةً وَتِسْعِينَ أَسْمًا من أحصاها دخل الجنة مئة إلا واحد إن الله وتر يحب الوتر إن لله تسعة وتسعين اسما الله has 99 names whoever أحصاها أحصاها we'll talk about the meaning of أحصاها whoever know what is it what is this name and know about it he, he understands the meaning of it. He memorizes. He's practicing. 
Allah will reward him the Jannah. Some may have understood from this hadith that Allah has 99 names. Why is saying nobody knows what is his name, how many names he has? He said that in other hadith the Prophet ﷺ said, hadith Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, Allahumma inni as'aluka bi kulli ismin huwa lak. I'm asking you by every name you have. You have. Samayta bihi nafsak, you call yourself. Aw anzaltahu fi kitabik, or you sent it down. In your book. Aw allamtahu ahadam min khalqik, or you taught a person or somebody about this name. أو استأثرت به في علم الغيب عندك أو النين you kept it for yourself you didn't tell anybody about it so there is names nobody knows about it Allah only knows about it and if this is a situation that means we don't know what is his, all of his names and this is very clear evidence that Allah's name is not only 99 names طيب Somebody say, how we can understand the hadith in Bukhari Muslim I just mentioned? Allah has 99 names. It's exactly as I told you in Arabic language. I have $20 for charity. Does that mean that I only have $20? Huh? No. That means I have $20 for charity, for sadaqah. But it doesn't mean that I only have $20. إِنَّ لِلَّهِ تِسْعَ وَتِسْعِينَ اسْمًا مَنْ أَحْصَاهَا دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ There is a 99 names. Whoever make ihsaq to it, his reward is, will, uh, will be the Jannah. It's like exactly the same form when I'm saying, I have $20 for charity. I have $20 for whoever will be answering the whole question today. It's like this form. It doesn't mean I have only $20. $20. By the way, the hadith, which is very famous in Sunan al-Tirmidhi, in the hadith, after he finished that Allah has 99 names, and he said, which is, and he starts saying the 99 names. It's, you see it, it's published in small papers, and maybe booklets, and some books, and maybe you see it hanging on masajid. As a hadith, it's not authentic hadith. This narration is weak, munqata. Uh, the names, who account the names is one of the tabi'een, Zuhair, I think his name is Zuhair, if I don't forget now. Uh, he add the names, he just give his ishtihad to collect the names from the Qur'an, and he look at the Qur'an, he bring 99 names. But, in fact, if you look to the Qur'an and the Sunnah, you find more than 99 names. More than 99 names, some scholars reach 110, some 120, some more than 150. And there's different opinion about the, you know, how to, to decide is this a name or not, or attributes, or yeah, any, a matter I don't think we need to go through this now. But this hadith, just remember you, it's not, uh, it had not, like Al-Qadim. The old. And this is just right, this wrong, totally, totally. Al-Qadim, this is totally wrong. And it's been mentioned in narrations in Sunan al-Bayhaqi. And this is not a right name. Uh, anyway, Ihsa Asma'illah, the third rule. 
and we will finish with this. إِحْصَاءَ أَسْمَاءِ اللَّهِ مِنْ قَالَ الْبُخَارِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ إِنَّ الْبُخَارِ سَيْدٌ أَحْصَاءَ يَعْنِي حَفِظَهَا أَحْصَاءَ means he memorizes that's what al-Bukhari said memorizes and he using it during the dua before that is it any 99 names or a specific 99 names uh, the most يعني, stronger opinion alam, I like is it's a specific 99 name. what is this 99 name nobody knows and listen this is this is we have similar to it in Sharia, and this is very, it's, it's very good point, I want you to listen to it, carefully. And many times when you read in Sharia, you'll find similar cases like this. For example, Laylatul Qadr. It's a specific night, or no one who can, nobody can say, I cannot say even it's the last 10 days. It's in the whole Ramadan. Mostly it's in the last nine nights, 10 nights. And mostly it's in the last odd nights. Odd, odd nights. Last in odd nights. So mostly, but you cannot guarantee 100%. Why is that? Because if people know that 27 is Laylatul Qadr, halal. <laughs> you didn't need to pray over Ramadan. Or at least you didn't need to pray in 29. <laughs> or 28. Huh? Is that right? So Allah kept a secret because you should you should practice all the nights. Also, there is one hour in, in Yom Al Jumu'ah. Whoever asks Allah something in it, Allah will accept his dua. Which which hour is that? Allah kept it a secret so no one get lazy and said, "Oh, I will wait five to six. That's it." Alhamdulillah. No, He kept it a secret so you practice the whole day. You pr- you do it all the day. And also, this 99 names, the, the Prophet he didn't mention it, so you will never leave one of his names without using it. So we practice all of his names. Ahtaha is a specific 99 names, but we don't know exactly which 99 names. So how we will practice this hadith? By practicing all of, Allah, all of Allah's names. And for sure you will be practicing the 99th which the Prophet means. For example, whoever pray all Ramadan. Definitely, he did Rayat al-Qadr, not? And also, if you practicing, if you make a for all of Allah's names, you will be, uh, you will be having also this reward, inshallah. Hafadah ginnah memorize it. Bukhari said, some scholars said it means you make dua by You're making dua by Third opinion is that you practicing it. What's the meaning of practicing it? Ya'malu biha. Implementing it. Like Allah is most merciful, so you have mercy too. Ah. But yani, we can use practicing. Yeah, we, we show mercy to people. Good. For example, he said a good example. One of his names, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is merciful. Ar-Rahman. To make a thought to this name, you know it, you remember it. you making dua with it, you're asking Allah by this name. Third, you're practicing it, which is mean. 
You should have mercy in your heart toward your brothers in Islam. To the non-Muslims even. Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anh once he saw Kafir non-Muslim working hard digging in the lane he cried. They asked him why are you crying? He said I remember Allah ta'ala aminatun nasibah tasla naran hamia. He said he is digging hard in this lane in a bad life in this dunya and the day after in the hellfire. So there is no dunya there is no akhirah. He lost both of them. He's a great loser. Like the miser. You know the miser? Huh? Bakhil. Miser, huh? He's a great loser, really. Ibn Qayyim said, he's living in this dunya as a poor, and the day of judgment, Allah will ask him as a rich man. So, I mean, he didn't get benefit from dunya or akhirah. He's both ways loser. So, he cried because he saw, this is the mercy in his heart. Mercy to the children. Mercy, I mean, to the kuffar, by saying them kuffar, and you felt sorry for them. You want them to become Muslim. When you have this feeling, mercy to others, when you deal with others, you deal in a different way. But it doesn't mean, somebody say, mercy, how comes with this jihad in Islam and fight? No. Even if you make jihad, you have mercy in your heart. You want to do it so they can get back to Islam or to repent or to tell him that Allah's name, Allah's words or Allah's sharia. To have mercy when somebody maybe hurts you. You should have mercy in your heart not to have revenge. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he entered Mecca he ordered the Sahaba to kill a few people. He said, even if they were hanging on the Kaaba, kill them. قال النبي صلى الله عليه لو تلحفوا بأستار الكعبة وتعلقوا بحلقها اقتلوهم. You know, if they hang on the, you know, the Astar al-Kaaba, the garment on the Kaaba, if they hang on it, and they're putting their chest on the Kaaba, the the secret jeep from, yani, from Muslims by coming close to the cat. The Prophet killed them even there, under the black stone. Killed them. What does this mean? They are very yani, bad. One of them is named Akrimah ibn Abi Jahl. Akrimah ibn Abi Jahl. His father was Abu Jahl, the most enemy to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi when the Prophet ﷺ entered, he ran away, Akrima. Then after a while, Akrima, he find out there's nowhere to run. He rides his horse back in. He was riding back to Mecca. Cylinder, he said, I, I want to be Muslim. The Prophet ﷺ saw him from a distance and he walked up, walked to him, welcoming him, he said, Marhaban bin Rakib al-Muhajir. Welcome. La ilaha illallah. Then, you see what happened after that. He said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he gave an order to his companion. He said, don't curse his father. His father, the most enemy to Islam. He said, don't curse his father. Because if you curse his father, you will hurt his feelings. It 
show you how mercy he is, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet his heart full of mercy. The Muslim should his heart full of mercy to his wife. Some people they have she should have mercy has mercy too to her husband, maybe. But also to your kids, to your neighbor, to your friends. This is practicing. I'll tell you, if somebody you give him money, you give him a loan. Money. You help him a lot. You give him every. You give him the life. What's more than that? Give him a life. There's anything more than life, huh? There's anything more than that? Tell me. He he give he you give him a life. Then he start cursing you, talking bad about you. He never obey you. You you will be angry with him, aren't you? Huh? And you can kill him in any moment. Just like this. You'll be angry. You, you, I, I doubt you will kill him. That's right. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the life. Give the kuffar the life. The money. The wealth. The happiness. The land. Everything. And they saying he has a son. He born a son. He they said he has a wife. No, maybe they didn't say a wife. A, a wife. But he said... If you read in the Bible how they said, how Miriam, السلام, she got uh, Isa, it's disgusting when you read it. And they cursing, saying Allah's hand, his poor, his miser, like the Jews said. They kill his prophet. They hurt his prophet. They killing his slaves. Is the people who believe in the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, but mercy is, is his full of mercy. Therefore, we said his attributes complete, not like our mercy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he created this land and the earth, the earth, he made his mercy 19, 100 degrees. He classified his mercy 100 degrees. He sent one, one only to the land. From this one mercy, the Prophet see, you will find out the mother she will care and she mercy her child. And you will see the a saber, which is the like the tiger or the lion, both animals. They will have mercy in their hearts toward their children. From one mercy. You can imagine your mother's mercy, all the mothers in this world, all the history, all the mercies in this life. And also Allah's mercy in this life. In the earth, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the earth, the, the oxygen we're breathing. The oxygen, the nitrogen in the earth, that's right. Huh? If the nitrogen comes up one, what will happen? Huh? Or the oxygen come less one point, or go more points, what will happen? You will burn. You can just just imagine if if this raining, if this rain, it's not separate. It comes like this in one spot. Afraid Masoud here will be angry. Okay. You just imagine if all the rain in this Houston comes in one place like this. What will happen to this spot? 
try to imagine your hair has feeling like your hand. How you will cut your hair. Same feeling like cutting your cut your your hand or something. It's from his mercy because that the uh, ulama has classified his mercy to two types. Rahmatun Sharia wa Rahmatun Qadari. Rahma Kawniya like this thing. And other Rahma his mercy in his religion. The Prophet when he was told there is a prey. How many prey it was? You know what this means? Every twenty five minutes we should pray. Every twenty five minutes, is that right? Fifty divided by twenty four hours. Around twenty five minutes. But from his mercy, he made it five and the reward is like fifty. From his mercy that he opened the door, the gate for Tauber, repenting. From his mercy that he never asked us to do something we couldn't do. All of his obligation is possible. It is from his mercy. From his mercy that he gave you the guidance. And if you did something wrong, he asks you, he gives you a sign so you can repent. He will forgive you. I will end by this hadith that the Prophet ﷺ said in the Day of Judgment. And uh, by the way, the hadith I said, he crucified his mercy to 100. He sent one to this dunya and he saved 99 for the Day of Judgment. So, because that's wallahi. We are not independent in our deeds. We know that we are, we are sinful people. Wallahi, no one can independ on his deeds. But Wallahi, we depend on Allah's rahmah, asking for it. The Prophet said in the Day of Judgment, a person, the last person who will enter the Jannah, last person who will enter the Jannah, he will be in the, in the top of the hellfire. He would say, oh my Lord, just let me to get out from it. I don't want to go to the Jannah. Just out of it. Just out of the hellfire. Allah will say, that's it. He said, I promise I will never ask more than that. He said, it's a promise? He said, a promise. Subhanallah. Then Allah will let him to get out. Then after a while he said, oh my Lord, a while. He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him, what you want my slave? He said, my Lord, just let me to be under this tree, away from the heat from the hellfire, under the tree in the shadow. Nothing more than that. He said, I swear to Allah, nothing more than that. Allah will put him under the tree. He let him to go there. Then he will start looking to the Jannah. From Allah, it's far away. He will afterwards ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, said, Oh my Lord, just make me close to the gate so I can feel the the fresh air coming from the Jannah. I don't want to get inside, just close to the gate. Allah said, My slave, you asked me before, you promised you never asked something more than what you are, what you have. He said, Allah, I promise I will never ask more than that. Then, you think it's finished? No. Then he said, Oh my Lord, let me enter to the Jannah. Just only one step inside. Allah said, you asked before. He said, one step. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will enter him the Jannah. Then he will tell him, my slave, wish what you want. Allah. Wish what you want. 
Then he will start saying, I wish this and that, this and that, this and that. He said, did you finish? He said, yeah. No. This and that, this and that. Did you finish? No. He said, this and that. You know what? Wallahi, it's a generation like this, I'm not adding anything to it. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will say, did you finish? He said, yes, I finished. Allah says, and what about this and that? Allah remind him things he used to like in this dunya, but he forget about it in that moment. He said, yes Allah, I like this too. I want this too. Then he said, he's so shy. He said, that's it. He said, what about this and that? He reminded him. Then he said, yes Allah, I like this too. I want this too. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will tell him, you will have, you will have all what you wish, and more, and more, and I will give you like what all the people in this dunya used to have, the king, the rich, everything in this dunya will have it. What he will say, he will say to his Lord, oh my Lord, you making fun of me? Are you mocking? A'udhu Billah. You see to the Ibn Adam, he's saying that to his Lord. But his mercy is, is amazing, subhanAllah. He said, not once and ten times double. And the Prophet said, this is the last one that will, he will enter to the Jannah. And he will be in the lowest station in the Jannah. Yeah, Jannah is, because that Allah call the Jannah his mercy in the Quran فَهُمْ فِي رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ they are in Allah's mercy which is the Jannah because it show you how mercy he is that he let us to enjoy in this na'im in this Jannah with our bad behavior evil deeds with our when we not fulfilling our duty as a good Muslim with all of this Wallahi if we worship Allah day and night 20, 100 years it's not enough for you just to go to the Jannah one moment but tells Allah's mercy when you think about this meaning when you think about the attributes this way it's a different it makes your iman different your belief different Inshallah, we will talk more about other names and attributes. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us. In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyadh, 11457 Saudi Arabia Phone 445-4900 Also 491-6065 Fax 497-0126 If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.